Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the depression subreddit. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, this is basically what I do. I just go to different uh, mental health subreddits or subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I'm by no means a professional, uh, so feel free to you know take my opinion with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Um, I, just, <laughs> I just put up a – I spent way too long on a meme. Uh, that's why I'm kind of like <laughs> I'm laughing. So I, I made a meme of myself. You can check it out on my Instagram if you guys want to check that out. Um, if you go to the link tree and go to my Instagram, you'll, you'll see it. But basically, it's like that uh, Seinfeld uh, Kramer meme where he's like, what's going on in there? Uh, what's going on in there, Kramer? You know? <laughs> uh, and, you know, I just uh, I just took it and basically just uh, made fun of myself a little bit. But, you know, it was really fun to kind of uh, kind of dig at myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, I, I find that memes have a very therapeutic effect on me. Obviously they can go a little too far sometimes. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like they don't. Um, <laughs> but especially the ones that I like, if, if I, if I like it, um, then yeah, I probably, uh, then I probably, uh, it, it's probably not good. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I really, I, I find a lot of joy in, in comedy and I, I find that it helps with a lot of my uh, depression, especially my anxiety. You know, have you ever noticed whenever somebody makes you laugh, you're, you get a little less anxious? I, I just think that's such a, a powerful uh, emotion to, to like, uh, well, I don't know if that's being emotion, right? Because uh, obviously you get laughter from happiness, but I, I think there's some, sometimes like a, a bit of shock that happens to it. Like, it's almost like you let your guard down and all of a sudden this person made you laugh, right? Um, I find that really, really uh, cool to me because, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid, my, um, I have this, uh, <laughs> this uncle, I guess I'll give him a shout out, Uncle uh, Uncle Gary. And uh, man, dude, this uncle, he, he had jokes, dude. And once the internet came around, he had jokes for years. I mean, he's still got jokes. I, he's still a really funny dude, but, uh, you know, I love, I love how he can just, you know, they'll be just uh, everybody will be walking around on eggshells around each other and he'll just you know he'll just uh completely walk right over them and make a joke um and i find that that's very comforting for a lot of people you know who are depressed or who have anxiety issues uh it is this idea of um just absolute uh surrender to a joke and i i find i think that's one of the one of one of the power, the superpowers that comes with being a comedian, or you know maybe a superpower that somebody can hone as a comedian or or, or create as a comedian, um, is that power of comedy. When I was like in the deepest part of my depression, one of the things that uh, was mentioned to me in the psych war. So I I remember I had a big list. Actually, if I still have just the folder around here, I actually found the folder with all my stuff. I'll actually go over it one day maybe with you guys. Uh, maybe that's a cool video idea i'm always running out of i'm always running out of video ideas and i have I have a blue folder with all my with a full list of video ideas i can do anyway um one of the things it had like a list of thing of activities you could do that um i'm kind of paraphrasing here but like roughly that would raise your mood or that would help raise your mood so, so basically activities that wouldn't be a hindrance to you is is the basic idea of it Anyway, um, one of the things that it said to to watch something funny, um, and I really enjoyed stand up comedy at that time. So, um, 
but I, I just couldn't get into it, man. I, it was, it was tough for me to kind of get into it until I actually, uh, Joe Rogan was a big one. Uh, I found, like, um, some of his later works, I, I actually didn't like his earlier work. I felt like it was a bit, um, it was a bit sloppy, and so as it kind of went over, uh, as it kind of got older, I feel like he started refining it a little bit more, and he started getting a little bit more confident, and I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Dave Chappelle was a really big one as well. I mean, I know he's in a, a bit of controversy right now, but especially, um, you know, some of his earlier stuff was really, really funny. I still find him very, very funny. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, some of his 2002, 2003 jokes. I still remember the, um, oh, no, I can't, <laughs> I remember I'm trying to, like, scale back a little bit of the language on here so more people can hear it um but it, uh, he has a very interesting joke about a homeless person on a subway and i'll go ahead and leave it at that anyway let's go ahead and get into well i like how i say that i'm trying to scale back the the language a bit but we do talk about some very uh um i don't want to use the word trigger and i feel like the word trigger has been kind of overtaken as, as something else um there, there is going to be you know i do talk about subjects that are very very rough so um and this today is no difference whenever you're talking about depression unfortunately suicide usually will come hand in hand and that is what we have in the very first uh first one so uh it says the only reason i haven't killed myself yet is because my mom is still alive and it would make her sad that is the title of this first post I have a bunch of brothers and relatives and some some friends, but honestly, the only one I would care uh, I would care about being sad about is uh, this is my mom. She knows this. I haven't truly enjoyed life in years, and I'm waiting for the day she is gone. I keep trying to find things to do in life. I'm starting to pick up old hobbies I enjoyed, and I have a plan for the future. But I still know that once she is dead, I will definitely do it. I do all these things because I promised her I would try to become happy. I don't see a point in living, and I haven't for the for uh more than five years now everything turns to crap in my life <clears throat> to me and covid made it all freaking worse i don't know what to do i was in therapy before the pandemic but i quit it once it became annoying because they switched over to the phone and i don't see a point in going back i just want the strength to do it whether my mom is alive or not i just don't know anymore yeah and this was a big problem that i had with Okay, I, I'm trying to figure out if I can. So I remember I, I would give kind of political on this podcast, and I, I know that wasn't the best thing. You know, I don't want to divide people up on here, but I I've, I did find that some of the people. Okay, here's an here's just you know something that I observed. Um, one of the things that happened during the shutdowns was people were not able to do meetings in person anymore. So I mean, obviously there were such things as Zoom. I don't know why that wasn't a thing but that also depends on your internet um you know sometimes my internet is terrible and I, you know some of the, some of the the um old interviews that i did uh some of it just went really good some of it went really bad it was you know my internet is very temperamental um and you know the the pro the other problem was aa meetings whenever people would go to aa meetings they would do this over zoom the problem is that they would still be in the house where they probably did all their drinking. There would probably be bottles behind them. There would probably be, you know, all this kind of stuff. Or, you know, they're they're in the place that, you know, they, they did all this stuff at. Whereas before, they could go to another place and have a spot where, you know, they could, uh, they could feel safe. You know, like when you go into a therapist's office, and I've talked about this many times, it, you, or at least my experience with it, you usually start to feel safer once you get into that environment almost uh, at least i did obviously some people are going to still be guarded and that's totally okay as well but yeah it, it was really tough for me uh, to 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 you know talk to the therapist about all the stuff that i 
needed to talk about because I felt so relaxed whenever I got in there. So it was really, um, it was really tough for me to, uh, to deal with, uh, you know, to, to deal with this, to, to, um, you know, talk about what I was dealing with, without, um, you know, without, uh, also dealing or without, uh, going to that dark place, but I wasn't in that dark place when I went into the therapist office. So anyway, needless to say, um, doing things over the phone or doing things over zoom is a bit harder on people that have these very strong mental health problems that need that in-face interaction. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is this is why, um, just like with addiction, right. Um, you know, you can overlap a lot of mental illness, uh, uh, approaches to recovery uh, you you can you can kind of overlap some of the things that that happen right admitting that you have a problem admitting that you have depression you know opening up to other people support groups all, all that kind of stuff right there are some objective things that are just very very good for you to deal with uh, no matter what the mental illness um but you know one of the things that i talk that i talk a lot especially about addiction is the finding your own reason for uh for uh, recovery. So meaning finding a selfish reason for a recovery, because that selfish reason, even when your mom is gone, even when, you know, all of this other stuff has happened, will keep you, uh, you know, will, will make you still want to get better. Right. And, you know, God forbid anything happened to my, any more of my family. Um, you know, I've, I've lost a lot of people over the years, uh, probably not as much as ever as, as other people. I just want to make that very clear. But you know, still struggling, um, you know, with my own uh, dilemmas. Um, you know, with, with me at least, uh, even if something did happen to my close family, I still, you know, this. I, I want to become better at this, man. I really want to affect people. And granted, I did have like a, a video go. I don't want to say viral, but it got like 2000 views within a couple of days, which is viral for me. That That is good enough for me. And I really do appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I, I started getting some more comments and I started realizing, you know, this is kind of what I want. Now, granted, when the negative comments come in, it, it could it could be a little tough. Um, but either way, I want to be somebody that people watch. I, I don't know what that is. I feel like a little bit like Steve-O where I'm a little bit of an intention whore and I don't, uh, I don't think it's always bad. You know, I think that makes for great entertainment. Um, but you know, I, I, like I said, I, I think that you need to have that, that very selfish reason for why you want to be, get sober, for why you want to become a better, uh, person for why, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? You, you want to make sure that you have that selfish reason because what happens as this person said, when you don't have that reason anymore, and that reason was an external thing, that reason was, you know, maybe you didn't want to kill yourself because you have a dog. Um, well, unfortunately, dogs, and you know, really unfortunately, dogs do not live as long as humans. So, you know, you have a guarantee. You know, you're guaranteed to not commit suicide for what, maybe 14 years, you know, 16 years, something like that. Uh, that's that's rough, man. That's rough. So. Uh, finding your own selfish reason. And that's why I don't like the fact that we, we tend to talk about selfishness as if it's uh, completely bad or anything like that. Selfishness is necessary in a lot of situations. We just tend to think that you always have to be selfless, which I think gets us in this dilemma of always helping people and never getting what you want. So anyway, that's basically all, all I have to say about that. But I do really hope that this person um, figures out their reason, figures out their why in life and, and, and can use that to kind of go forward. Anyway, 
let's go to the next post here. It says, when you prefer being asleep over being awake. This is the title of the next post. Welcome to my depression. Back on track to suicidal ideation. FML. Uh, you, you guys know what that means. Uh, <laughs> uh, screw my life, whatever. Um, yeah, that, you know, and I think in my, in, this is what I used to do. I My dreams were more, um, they were easier to, what would you say? Um, accept than reality was uh, because, you know, I can make my dreams do whatever I, wa I wanted, but <laughs> funny enough, my dreams also had a lot of conflict in them. Um, and, and by the way, I mean more like my, my, my pre sleep dreams, you know, when you're trying to go to sleep. So you start, you know, visualizing stuff, um, to try and go to sleep, you know, th those dreams were really nice and I had a lot of fun with those, but yeah, my, um, my, my dreams would quite often, um, or, or, you know, even daydreaming, you know, they, they would quite often have me being the hero. And I think that, uh, it, it was tough when I got into reality and I realized I wasn't always the hero. There were a lot of people that I hurt, you know? Um, and you know, the, the problem is a lot of us tend to see ourselves in the image of, our, of the hero in our own story, but that's not always the case, right? It's not always, um, reasonable to think that way there, you know, to somebody else, you may be the villain. You know, I, I, I still remember this kid that I bullied. I've talked about him before, but, uh, it's still something that sticks with me to this day. I was definitely the bully in his, um, in his, uh, or, sorry, I was definitely the villain in his story for sure. Absolutely. I was the villain in his mom's story too, you know? Um, and, the the thing is the more that you start to accept life for what it is and to deal with whatever problems you're having and finding your why all that kind of stuff uh that it, it, it gets a little bit easier as, as you go along to deal with reality it's not always fun um but at the same time <laughs> because not always good things are happening to you but if only good things happen to you i i guarantee you you would get very very bored you'd ask where is the conflict again where is this what what's going on here um and that can be very flawed but i think you need a little bit of balance of uh, of chaos and order that you need some form of that 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 uh that tension between those two in order to keep some semblance of peace. Uh, that, that's a little bit more too philosophical. Let's go ahead and go into the next post here. But yeah, you know, as you, as you start to deal with more of your problems, you start to get a little bit more confident in yourself and you can start to build on that confidence to go forward. And then you can start to um, deal with your own problems, deal with real life problems. And man, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, dealing with problems in like, let's say a video game or anything like that, by the way, they're very, very rewarding especially when you get that puzzle right i just played god of war 3 again and man when i got these puzzles right i felt like a freaking felt like einstein here felt like they were at the, i felt like i was taking an iq test and i just scored like a in the 200s or something like that anyway um but once you start actually focusing on your own problems and actually solving some of them in real life man does it start to what do you you start to feel like a superhero of some sort you know you really start to feel um you know especially after like dealing with a mental health illness of some sort um you know and that's why I, I like to tell people like you know try and tell your story out there i i think that there's so many people who who could who could learn a lot from it so you know if, if any of you guys are dealing with something or you know we're dealing with something especially you know tell you try and tell your story i think it can help you sort out a lot of things. Listen, I'm not always the happiest. I mean, I think the worst was last month. It's always December, man. It's always like November to December that I'm just 
oh, just thrash, dude. I, I don't know what it is. It may be because my dad died around that time. I, I don't know what it is. But either way, I'm always thrashed and not wanting to do this kind of stuff. But, you know, I think talking about this and, and, and you know, knowing that there's other people, that's the other reason why I like to go to these subreddits, is the fact that you get to um, listen to other people's stories that have very similar um, or, you know, maybe not so similar, but, you know, they at least have some overlap with your own story. That way, you know that a lot of people are going through the same thing. You know, I, I thought that I'm sure there were a lot of people who thought, you know, when the pandemic hit, like, oh, I'm the only one that's having trouble with this. Nope. Turns out lots of people almost it, it seemed like it was just almost everybody was dealing with some form of, of, of um, isolation fatigue is what I call it. Um, and yeah, like, rightfully so. Right. Rightfully so. So. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next post. Uh, best of luck to you. Try and find try and find a reason to stay awake is what I'll tell you uh, in shorter terms instead of going over that rant again. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go to the next post here. It says, I hate how my brain works. Uh, this is getting so tiring. Every uh, every inconvenience, it, no matter how small, triggers suicidal thoughts. I'm so tired of wanting to die. Uh, I just want to be at peace. So, um Gosh, you know, the, the, the whole ignorance is bliss thing. It, it does. The, the problem is at some point, reality will come knocking. And if you're not ready to accept it, it'll just burst in. Uh, and not everybody's ready for reality to just burst in all at once. Um, if, but however, if you take if you take little bits of reality in at a time, um, you can start to uh, accept it for what it is. You can start to deal with it a little bit better. You know, you kind of know what to deal with after a while. Um, you know, where I, and, and listen, I, I really, I had a lot of, you know, I, I was a philosophy major at one point before I dropped out. Um, but you know, this was definitely a big problem with me. I was always like, well, ignorance is bliss, but do you really want to deal with, like, if you, let's take the matrix example, right? That matrix example is kind of what we're going to in VR. And, you know, if you can make it that real and still live the same amount of years and maybe not be doing, you know, but it simulates and it feels exactly like real life. I mean, is it all that bad? You know, and that, that's what I was kind of thinking at that point. And that was when I was really depressed. But when I kind of got out of my depression, obviously, listen, I still deal with depression. Let's make that very clear. But when I started to get out of the the, the depressive funk that I was in at that point, when I was thinking about that, I started thinking, well, no, I don't want to be fed a lie. I want, you know, I want the truth, man. I, I, I don't want to be anything, anything built on the fa uh, foundation of lies. I feel like is something that was built on the foundation of sand. Sorry, I was just thinking about that Viva La Vida song. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Castles made of sand or what is it? The uh, Gosh, I, I, I don't want to sing it right now or, or else you guys will hear the fact that I can't sing at all, despite the fact that I go to karaoke. Um I've been to karaoke actually for a while now, but yeah, I, in my opinion, I think, and this goes back to the dream scenario, right. Or, you know, wanting to stay asleep and be, and, you know, dream. Um, I, I just think that at some point reality, you will have to wake up, you will have to face reality. Um, and if you're not ready, you can keep on trying to make your own reality, but you're still going to have to face what's right in front of you. Right. It's physically there. So, uh, you know, you can try and pretend like it's not there, but it is physically there and it will, you know, whether or not you're, uh, imagining you're somewhere else, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's going to come, come to get, and by the way, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here. I'm, I'm really not. Um, 
but I do want to just remind everybody out there that it is it, it is tough to run away from your problems. It it just doesn't always work. At some at some point, it will catch up. It's exhausting run away from your problems. Believe me, um, believe me. I'm I, I I can run far from my problems. I can run pretty far. I I don't want to I don't want to brag, but you know I I'm kind of like the Usain Bolt of running away from my problems. Um, a very short sprint can get really really far ahead. And then I'm going to, and then I'm just going to die and pass out for a little bit, you know? Um, so yeah, so, you know, it, it's a, it's a kind of a, a careful balancing act because obviously, uh, you know, I have times where I just, I process, you know, I'm overstimulated by something that's depressing or something like that. I, I gotta, I just gotta turn my brain off for a second and, and, and not think for a second because I, I'm an overthinker. So there's that, 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 uh, tight rope walk as well. So. Um, anyway, let's go over to the next post and best luck to both of these people. Right, like I said, it, it kind of overlap, uh, some overlap in there. I guess you know it seems like that's the kind of the uh, theme of this episode. So it's just uh, there's a lot of overlap that happens with a lot of these. So, um, let's see here. Oh, interesting one. Um, my brother passed away on his way to come visit me three days ago. My younger brother uprooted his life, but pa- uh, uprooted his life, put pause on his job to come visit me. One hour away from me, he fell asleep on the road and didn't make it to my house. I'm so devastated right now. He is the second brother I lost in the past two years. Ooh, two years. Wow. I pretty much begged him to come visit me, and now he is gone. So th- this is the problem with this thinking. I will t- I will give you an example of, of a very similar thing that happened to me and why I had to um, not go down this road. So uh, I had this dog named Chelsea in... Um, all the way up to, I want to say about fourth or fifth grade. I, I think that's how long it took, but it may have been a little bit late. No, I think it was, I think it was third grade. I, you know what? Oh no, no, no. It was second or third grade. It was second or third grade. I remember bringing in my, my next dog in third grade, but, um, so I had this dog ever since I was born. She, she was kind of like, it was kind of a weird thought, but she was kind of like a mother to me. She was a, a Australian shepherd border collie mix, I think. And we got her from my aunt and she was just, you know, she was just the sweetest dog and always uh, like she would herd me, meaning like every time I go on my tricycle or something like that, she would bark at me to get back to the house. Like she would basically treat me like a sheep um, reflexes, I guess. And she was also the thing that kind of protected me from my dad because my dad, like no matter how small the dog was, he was afraid of it. He did not like dogs at all. Um, so, you know, my, my dad was always afraid to deal with me because she was also with me a lot. I, I was kind of like, you know, her and me were inseparable. And, you know, I, 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 um, I remember my family telling me that, uh, um, I, I don't know exactly what happened with this, but basically the idea was we were supposed to give her pills, you know, uh, every six hours. She was very, very sick, pretty old at this point. Um, and so she was pretty sick and, you know, oh, and I told them, you know, oh yeah, I'll, I'll wake up to give her the pills and I'm, I'm doing something. I'm going to, I'm going to help. And when I woke up, uh, by the way, this was just the start of this, this day. And I, I, I don't, I have a feeling that they might, they may have known, uh, that she was going to pass away and they didn't want to burden me with that. But, um, anyway, she was at our house and, uh, the next day I woke up, I was, uh, <clears throat> Oh man, this is a this is a tough memory to remember. Um, I was uh, <clears throat> I was looking for uh, because I woke up. Uh, I, I guess everybody else had woken up earlier. I was looking looking for. I was looking in the backyard, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, my uh, sorry, my mom ended up telling me what happened, and uh, you know that she passed away, and that um, they took her over to the vets to you know do that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, 
it was weird. Um, so ever since that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, ever since that uh, death happened, I've always wanted to be uh, present, even though it's really, really hard. I've had to go through this about three times, uh, two dogs and a cat. Um, but I, I've always wanted to be present when my animal gets put down or anything like that. Um, but anyway, uh, I blamed myself. Uh, about a year later, I just broke down and cried because I, I felt that if I, I if I had woken up, I could have given her that pill. Obviously, my situation is a little bit different than this person in the sense that there, there was really nothing I could have done to, to in that moment that would have changed anything. And this person believes that they, uh, you know, that they they were probably the cause of this. But the the problem with that thinking is it's looking at something that you'll never be able to change. You know, and I don't I don't mean for that to sound uh, it doesn't I don't mean for that to sound uh a ter uh, like like it's terrible or anything or i i don't i don't mean to say for this to sound as terrible as it's sounding okay i'm not i'm not uh i that that, that um <clears throat> sorry that uh memory kind of took me back a little bit but you know i started to realize that i couldn't i couldn't go back you know <laughs> i was young i really thought i could go back at some point i really thought there was uh there was a reason to more to 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 think about the things that i should have done the the only thing that i could think about was what can i do better next time for my next dog and what can i do better as a, as a as a human being to help my next dog um but blaming yourself i mean it just isn't worth it you know it, it's just not worth it and this this actually this question it's very cliche but it actually did help me when i was younger um if you're whatever you know whatever you're blaming yourself for whatever died you know um, if they were here now, would they want to see you this way? Would they want to see you? Meaning, uh, let's say I died and my family was feeling terrible and my mom started to, or, you know, one of my family members just started to spiral out of control, started drinking or I, I don't know, something like that. I mean, none of my family members really drink, except, drank except for me and my, my, and my Simone side of my family. But let's say, just say somebody brought up, you know, just started drinking heavily and all of a sudden went to addiction. Um, it, I would, I would say to them, or, you know, I, th that would be my advice to them. What, if, if I was still alive, right, would I want to see the fact, would I want to see them uh, become an addict because of me? No, of course not. Right. And you have to ask yourself about that, that, that brother, right. Would he want you to blame your yourself for his own passing or would you, would he want you to become happy if he was a really good brother, which it sounds like he was, it sounds like you really miss him um and you wanted to see him right uh he wouldn't want you to to blame yourself for that you know and i can probably i could say with pretty good uh a good amount of clarity that I, if i passed away and you know let's say i was going to go visit somebody and i passed away i mean i wouldn't want them to blame themselves right um it's not your fault that your brother fell asleep at the wheel you know i i, I don't know the details behind that but Either way, it, it doesn't matter about, I don't want to say it doesn't matter. That's, that sounds a little harsh. Um, it, it doesn't, uh, that doesn't translate to the fact that you wanted to your, to see your brother, at, you know, really, really bad, right? That, that, that Those two things don't go together. Um, so, you know, be careful about blaming yourself for things that obviously aren't your fault, okay? Um, I, I feel like we, we're in this this we get in this loop where we have to blame someone like it's somebody's fault we're gonna find out who's at fault for this and we're gonna you know we're gonna we're, we're gonna take out our anger on that person that's why scapegoats are so easily uh easily used right 
Um, because all we need, all we we don't really need, you know, the we don't really need answers. All we need is somebody to pay. And uh, it's just human nature, you know. It's it's human nature, at least from what I've seen, right? Um, and it, it's tough to deal with, but uh, you know, don't try and scapegoat yourself for uh for your brother's uh, death, you know. Um, it, it just doesn't go anywhere, and it can lead to very dire consequences. At least it did in my case when I um, when I started blaming myself for a lot a lot of other things, not just my uh, my dog's death and everything. So best of luck with that. Uh, sorry to bring it down a little bit uh, uh, in this podcast episode, but we were talking about depression, so it was bound to happen. Anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.